today. Biden claims he was raised Puerto Rican. Medical organizations asked the DOJ to investigate journalists who report on child gender transitions and Planned Parenthood debuts its first mobile abortion clinic. Yay! We've got all of that and more coming up and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, and today I am joined by Jakub Buyans, Belize TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line, also joined by Jorge Ventura, a reporter from The Daily Caller. Uh, and it's good to see you both. I am, I'm always glad when I get the two of you together because you do so much similar work at the border. And off air, we were just talking about mm -hmm. the border, and you guys were like, oh, I was here. Wait, I was in that same place last week. Wait, I was over here. Oh, yeah. I was over here, too. So uh, it's good to have both of you on today. Um, yesterday, Joe Biden traveled to Puerto Rico to meet with leaders and assess the damage from uh, the hurricane. And while giving a speech, Biden told an audience of Puerto Ricans that, <laughs> that he was raised in the Puerto Rican community. Wait a second, what? Watch. Puerto Rico. And so I, uh, I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home politically. And so we, and we came here for a long time. Uh, both for business and pleasure since you're part of the Third Circuit Court of Appeals and Delaware is as well, and I was chairman of the Judiciary Committee. I spent a lot of time in the northern part of the state. I would just like to, for the record, about 2,000 Puerto Rican people lived in the entire state of Delaware when Biden was launching his career in the 1970s. This was like 0.39% of the population of Delaware at the time. Um, I, I'm just wondering, is that, was Corn Pop Puerto Rican? Is that, is this, is this story coming full circle now? We never knew. My, my bigger concern is how many of the kids that rubbed his hairy legs were Puerto Rican kids and what happened in that situation. No, look, he probably would tell you he knew every Puerto Rican that lived. Yeah, He's just following in the footsteps of his other incredible liberal leadership. I'm that surprised like he didn't say he was like from the Bronx and then yeah. did the whole yeah. Puerto Rican slaying. Well, he did. He's done this before um, because he told uh, a bunch of Jewish leaders, if you guys recall, mm -hmm. last September that mm -hmm. he remembered spending time at and going to these were quote going to quote that. OK. Pittsburgh's Tree of Life synagogue in 2018 after the shooting, and the synagogue said he never visited. And then the White House tried to backtrack and clarify and said, well, he was thinking about Going. a 2019 phone call. It's on the top of his mind. Too. Right, it's on the top of his mind that on he had this phone call with the rabbi, which is why he said he spent time at the synagogue and went to the synagogue. Much different. Uh, and in January, he told students at historically black colleges in Atlanta that he was arrested multiple times. I love this. This is awesome. For civil he's, rights. He's talking to the <laughs> audience. He's, just not he's the most cultured man. He's gets, he's gets, he gets arrested. He's chilling with the Latinos. Corn pop. Corn pop. This is actually from the playbook. Uh, this is the Hillary Clinton playbook where she always carries hot sauce in her purse. You guys remember that famous moment, famous moment when she was trying to appeal to the black community. So um, I'm surprised he didn't say anything like Bad Bunny and try to listen to some reggaeton, gasolina, yeah, and Daddy yeah, Yankee. Yeah. Come on, Biden. Mm. You do a little better. Play up to it a little bit yeah, but better. But listen, he said he was raised in the Puerto Rican community. That's not just... I 
visited the synagogue or I went there. He was raised in there. So it's part of his cultural fiber. So he yeah. should show us yeah. some of that culture. Which is weird because he also asked for help uh, pronouncing the name right. Mar uh, yeah, Martin Pena and stumbled over the word habitat. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> and we've announced $163 million, million to begin construction on the canal to restore. Cano, help me with the pronunciation. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Martin Pena. Pena. The, that entire ecosystem. And we're going to clean up polluted waters and restore mitigation habit, man, mangrove habitat. Mangrove like, habitat. Oh, oh, Man-mangrove man habitat? Man-man. <laughs> Man-mangrove man habitats? Mm-hmm. Well, he's got Are so much. No, but they've got so much man, man on the brain. <laughs> so much like, man with man on the brain. It's it, it, look. It's it's a, it is a disaster. What are man, man, grow habitats? I don't know, Sarah. But this is the man representing our nation. This at is the, the highest of the office. Free Truly. world. I mean, it's scary. Oh, Puerto Ricans have to be feeling bad for us. <laughs> they don't, dude. Puerto Ricans don't claim him. <laughs> we claim him. I mean, and we don't want to. Because yeah, he's the most popular president him. ever. Apparently, he's the most popular president in the black community in history, more than Obama. I love how he told him he got arrested just to like appeal. Like, yeah. why would you say that? It's so blatant. It's so racist it's to so say that. It's so blatant. It's like, nobody believes you. Why are you doing <laughs> this? But And, and by the way, uh, things that are so easily proven false. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, no, But there's no record of that. That didn't happen. It's like, oh, well, I don't know. Uh, oh, I spent time at the synagogue. But... But they just yeah, said but that you didn't. Yeah, and it's I. It was a phone call. It's but fine. it's also the same guy that calls up dead people, and you know. So I mean, the, look, there's the. That's a normal the, thing, Joe. You don't do that. I do that all the time. Do you Where, see any? Do you Elvis? see any right now? Elvis, you're here. I need to know if you, see, if you see any right now. That may be debatable. Stuff, yeah, where okay? you at, Elvis? Um, so I wanna I wanna go over speaking of Biden and the Biden administration and the disaster that that has been. Uh, two legal challenges emerged last week against the Biden administration for its student loan debt cancellation plan. Uh, the first lawsuit came September 27 from the Pacific Legal Foundation, which argued that the White House illegally bypassed Congress by invoking a law meant to aid. This is, is of course, uh, Iraq war veterans and their families. This is the 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 uh, what they are using to try to say, oh, well, we're just going to we're just going to eliminate the student debt for everyone when it, that actually was not what it was intended for. Uh, the lawsuit also contended that the student loan cancellation is largely an election year ploy. And then two days later, multiple Republican state attorneys general filed a complaint advancing the same argument. By the way, a great highlight for them to make, which they do make in all of this uh, legal documentation, is that Nancy Pelosi, uh, what was it, just last year, actually said that any action on uh, any sort of student loan cancellation had to be an act of Congress, mm -hmm. just yeah. highlighting the point that this has to come from Congress. The president cannot unilaterally do this. Uh, and a separate lawsuit from Arizona Attorney General uh, Mark Burnovich argued that the mass debt forgiveness program is fundamentally unfair, unconstitutional, and unwise. But see, Sarah, it doesn't matter. Honestly, it doesn't, because once that's out in this Gen Z culture yeah. that's over-informed but only so surface level, they've already bought the yep. narrative, he's the guy mm -hmm. that wants me debt-free, and that's enough. Mm -hmm. That's enough. That's mm -hmm. enough. And they're not going to follow up and follow through on lawsuits, and now <laughs> he, he, he was not constitutional, and he wasn't allowed to do it, and oh, Nancy Pelosi even spoke against it from, from the floor. They don't care. They're running with, on college campuses, Yep. He's our guy. You know, and that's enough for them to get the vote. Yeah, that's I, I, I love that point because uh, just to kind of add to that, 
Um, the Republicans, you know, once Obamacare was passed, they obviously jammed it through, you know, um, towards the, it was in the middle of the holidays where no one was paying attention. And then the Republicans uh, continued saying like, oh, if you, if you elect us, we'll repeal Obamacare. We'll do this, we'll do that. But once Obamacare was already in place, Yep. They were able to tell the Americans, like, well, they want to take your health care away. And then the Republicans got too scared to actually do anything because they were like, well, what are we going to replace it with? And we did it. Right. And nobody yep. ever did anything. And it was right. like, no, you replace it with nothing because it shouldn't have been done in the first place. But nobody in Congress, it seems, no lawmakers have the balls to just say, right. like, yeah, you actually shouldn't have been given this. And we're just going to take it back entirely. We don't have to replace it with anything. Right. You just shouldn't have it. I think this is where the GOP, too, is weaker. They're weaker on education and, and, and health care. Yeah. So. Um, I'm glad that, that this is going to go to the courts, but I think Republicans right now need to get, the, need to get, the, uh, get together and say, let's break up big education. At the mm -hmm. end of the day, whether you're left or right, it's our uh, American kids and college kids who are going in debt. And because they're going in debt so early, they're not getting married and they're not having kids. So we're, we're also seeing young people not even uh, form families because they can't, can't afford mm -hmm. to. You know, if I, if I was going to UCLA and I met this girl that I wanted to marry, we graduate college, both 22 years old, but she, she's in debt 150K, I'm in debt 150K. We're not going to get a house. Right. Uh, we're going to kind of be in debt to the corporation that we're going to be working for. So um, I think this is where an issue where the Republicans also need to attack big education and let's go after these colleges. Why are they ripping us off everywhere? But, yeah. but, Jorge, sorry, Sarah. No, Just ahead. one thing I have to say. To, to, to play the game, you've got to be on the field. We're not even on the field, buddy. Sure. We're speaking from the stands. I just found out recently there's 11 races in the city that we live in that Democrats are running unopposed. That's There's true, not even yeah. a conservative yeah. running against them in November. They're running unopposed. So then I ask myself, are we even on the field? Mm. We're not. We're talking from the rafters. We're talking yep. big game as Republicans. Shut up and get in the fight and actually do what you said. But you've got to get in the game. We no, can't that's that's a good point. Run, with, with, with Sarah Maidis, yeah. a lot of Republicans will do. They'll do is they'll say, well, they're going to try to take away your health care. It makes a sexy headline. But then mm -hmm. policy wise, they will never do they won't anything. Do it. Mm -hmm. They won't and do it. And they kind of use abortion some of the, some of the mm -hmm. same wheels. They'll mm -hmm. they'll try to act like they fight for it. But when it comes to legislation, never do anything. Yeah. I think one of the bigger examples is we're seeing that with social media. A lot of Republicans like to say, oh, we, we fight for free speech. Uh -huh. Yet they're getting paid by Google. Yeah, well, and I mean, you saw them all constantly talk about, you know, doing something about big tech when Republicans actually held power and yeah. Donald Trump was president and nobody ever did anything. <laughs> Nothing. Now, I would be very, uh, you know, cautious of any sort of government regulation on big yeah. tech and make sure that that is, you know, uh, gone through with a fine tooth comb because that gets a little bit of a slippery slope. But... You can't complain about it when you're in power right. and then not do anything and expect people to continue to take you seriously, for sure. Um, all right. I want to go to one one more uh, thing with the Biden administration before we go to break, which is this is just anytime we can play a Karine Jean-Pierre Sot. Uh, that's video clip for those of you not in the in the industry. We have to because we would be doing you a disservice if we didn't constantly highlight what a total disaster affirmative action is. And Karine Jean-Pierre, as we know, is the greatest example of affirmative action yep. uh, and how it can go horribly wrong. So earlier today, she was asked by Peter Ducey if Joe Biden is responsible for gas prices going up because, you know, we have this conversation constantly at this table. They want to take credit whenever the gas prices go down. So whenever they go up, is it Joe Biden's fault or is it Putin's? Like, you got to, it's just got to be one person who's responsible for both. You don't get to pick and choose. And, uh, you know, she said, well, you know, Peter, that's actually a lot more nuanced than that. Watch. You've said the president was responsible for gas prices coming down. Is the president responsible for gas prices going up? 
So it's a lot more nuance than that, right? Oh. Um, Peter, you know this. Uh, there have been global challenges that we have all have de dealt with. When I say all, meaning other countries uh -huh. as well have dealt with since the pandemic. There's been pandemic and there's been uh, Putin's war. Uh -huh. And Putin's war uh, has uh, increased gas prices at the pump. We have seen that over the past several months. And what the president was able to do, mm -hmm. uh, he took some historic steps when you think about the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and making sure that he, we were able to do everything that we can to bring that cost down. So here's the thing. Historic, yes. That doesn't mean that it was a good idea. Correct. It's like historic in the sense that, yeah, no, no one's been so dumb to historic. do that before. You're, you're literally taking your emergency supply and draining your resources in your emergency supply while not allowing us to uh, take advantage of the oil that's already here. Yeah, that's historic, but uh, not for the reason that you think. Everything this president has done is historic. <laughs> but not for the reason that you think. On, on, on the dark, <laughs> demonic black side yeah. of the ledger, on the, on the bad side of the ledger. Look, she's got to tell, and I finally figured it out. When Corrine starts pushing chin like this, you know, <laughs> she is cooking up some sort of a cockamamie lie storm like you can't believe. I mean, she is defending like crazy. Look, her job's the, the worst job in the world. I, I don't know. She's got to be on That's some true. serious meds every night and cringe for the next morning to go, how, what do I spend tomorrow? Uh, because now he's Puerto Rican. So what does she say about <laughs> yes. that? You know, who saw that one coming? You know, but no. In, Boy, in, I would drink a lot if I had her something. Oh, She's yeah. on something. She's on something. Tequila so. sponsor her, man. Yeah. But, but I, think, I think, honestly, uh, you know, um, it's just that same thing. Everything's fluid. Mm -hmm. So, so even if they, if, even if they set a standard tomorrow, they can change the standard. No, he's the guy that brought the prices down. Why? Because we said so, Sarah. Mm. And that's not nuanced. He just did it himself. Old Joe by himself mm. brought the prices down, and then tomorrow it goes up. Well, that's very nuanced, guys. Well, that's Putin. And, and it's also like funny, like the, the way she even answers Peter. Like, oh, Peter, you know this. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't, don't yeah. ask I love tough that. questions. <laughs> First, it was the Putin's price hike. That was a term from uh, from the media to her, and now it's just Putin's war. Um, she is so out of, out of touch. I, you know, watching her, you actually appreciate. Jen Psaki, and I can't, I can't believe I'm saying that, but she could, at least Psaki could BS her way out of this mm -hmm. one. But I also feel bad for her because she has to deal with Biden. I know, like yesterday, they asked her about, hey, you know, he was asking about Jackie. You know, she's been dead for <laughs> several months. And she's like, well, I mean, just, ah, oh, what, what a job that, that woman has. He, so, uh, he, yeah. She was on top of mine. <laughs> she was just on top of mine. That's it. Yeah. Uh, but Tequila, please send her some, some free bottles. Courtesy of me, I'll send it, I'll send it to her if I have to. But, um, what a job. She could just get some from Nancy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. Um, Stu Bergier here uh, at The Blaze said that he has a theory that Jen Psaki was like, what can I do to make myself look better? Because I am really bad. And she's like, I know. I'll hire the worst person ever to make me look good. Because to yeah, her credit, that just as you said. Yeah, because I think that's what everyone is saying is like, Boy, whew, we thought poor man's peppermint patty was the bottom of the barrel, but oh. as we are finding out, absolutely not. She looks great now. Can you bring her back? So <laughs> his, his theory is that like this was intentional. But you know what's Jen worse? Jen just to make herself look good. What? When the president is even lower than his press secretary. <laughs> oh, yeah. On the cognitive scale. Yeah, yeah. I think probably Kamala Dude, praise for the comms well. team. I mean, yeah. could you imagine just no. sitting there and Biden goes, I'm Puerto Rican. You're like, oh, not again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> what are we going to say now? Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. Pro- well, and the Where's Jackie thing. They're oh, like, the Where's Jackie's Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsors over at Birch Gold. So uh, the consumer price index is increasing yet again, and the stock market has been in absolute turmoil, as you would expect. Uh, and what is Joe Biden doing to quell the surge of inflation that's destroying American families? Oh, that's right, just spending more money and adding to your burden. And by the way, your children's 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 burden. Do not bury your head in the sand while your savings get decimated. You've got to do something about it before it's too late. You can text the word Y to 989898. Birch Gold is going to send you a free information kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Uh, they have t- almost 20 years' experience converting these IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs. Do not sleep on this, you guys, because it is going to continue to get worse. Don't lose that money if you don't have to. You can text the word Y to 989898. That is a free, no-obligation info kit. There's no reason not to do it. It is the word Y to 989898. The American Medical Association, American Academy of Pediatrics, and the Children's Hospital Association all signed a letter to the uh, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland urging the Biden administration to, quote, investigate the organizations, individuals, and entities, uh, end quote, that it claimed were coordinating and provoking outrage online directed at doctors who perform gender transition surgeries. This letter was obtained by Chris Rufo, who is an amazing follow on social media. You got to make sure that you are following him. Uh, the letter says, these coordinated attacks threaten federally protected rights to health care for patients and their families. The attacks are rooted in an intentional campaign of disinformation where a few high-profile users on social media share false and misleading information targeting individual physicians and hospitals, resulting in a rapid escalation of threats, harassment, and a disruption of care across multiple jurisdictions. Our organizations have called on technology companies to do more to prevent this practice on digital platforms, and we now urge your office to take swift action to investigate and prosecute all organizations, individuals, and entities responsible. Uh, They also said that medical personnel have faced increased threats via social media and that there was an elevated and justifiable fear among families, patients, and staff. I don't know. I mean, I'm maybe that's just the consequences of your own actions because maybe when you're doing the devil's work and uh, mutilating the genitals of children, you might deserve a little pushback. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I, I want to get your thoughts, gentlemen, but I also want to bring into the equation here, uh, there is a, a new ad that was put out by Planned Parenthood, and this ad tells children that they can use puberty blockers to safely put their puberty on hold until they figure out their gender identity. Watch this. There's no one-size-fits-all puberty experience. If you're trans, intersex, or non-binary, know that you're not the only one feeling confused. For some intersex people, puberty may start later than age 14. You might experience some of puberty's changes and not others, and your body may or may not go through puberty on its own. There are medicines you can take to help your body start the process, like hormone replacement therapy. Some people decide on hormones or surgeries to help their bodies match up to their gender identity or how they feel inside about themselves. (laughs) Your gender identity is real. You should be the one to decide what changes you wanna make to your body. If you're transgender or non-binary, you may find that your puberty experiences don't line up with your gender identity or how you see yourself. That feeling can be uncomfortable, scary, and stressful. If that sounds like you, know that you're not alone. There are medicines you can take to delay puberty for a while, 
They're called puberty blockers, and they work like a stop sign by halting the hormones testosterone and estrogen that cause puberty changes like facial hair growth and periods. Puberty blockers are safe and can give you more time to figure out what feels right for you, your body, and your gender identity. You don't have to have all of the answers right now. So remember, it's all a work in progress, and it may take time to figure out what feels right to you, but talking to a trusted adult and a nurse or doctor may help. Want to learn more? Go to PlannedParenthood.org slash teens. <clears throat> so, um, a lot to unpack there, uh, but the reason that I find this to be particularly infuriating is because I know the truth about these puberty blockers. I know the truth about this gender-affirming care and all of these medications and all of these uh, potential uh, things with potential side effects and also potentially irreversible effects that are not discussed within the medical community. The trusted adult that they mentioned, the doctors, the nurses, none of those people actually tell you the real truth about what can happen, except uh, you can find that out when you go to, you know, you go to the, uh, there's a Reddit board that's just for detransitioners to tell their stories. You can go online and, and see these videos of these people who are now stuck. Yes, they're stuck because these doctors are lying to you. This is not reversible. This could potentially ruin your life and you will never get it back. So please watch this, please watch this video Okay, of a woman who has detransitioned and she explains how this gender affirming care led her to this irreversible harm that she can never get back. Watch. I have borderline personality disorder and I know for a fact that this is the reason for my transition. Um, it's a very difficult mental illness and uh, one of the core features is not having any sense of self. I just, um, took the cure that was handed to me. Um, I, I was told that I was being given a cure and I, I wouldn't want to kill myself anymore. Um, and it wasn't true. I lost my voice. I lost my chest. I don't know if I'm going to be able to have kids. Um, I feel like no one wants to date me or love me because I'm ruined. Difficult to watch? Yes. Absolutely necessary to watch? Yes. Yes, because this is the real truth about yes. what the medical community is doing to all of these confused, mentally ill mm -hmm. kids and teens and adults, and they don't want to talk about it, but we will. Yeah. Look, most successful ad... Advertisement on television in South Africa's history is they actually showed a horrific car crash. Played it out. People thrown out of the vehicle, people dying. They played it on nightly news for drunk driving, against drunk driving, and it plummeted the drunk driving numbers. Sometimes you need to see evil. Mm -hmm. We see it every single day. Play that on loop, mm -hmm. more of that. This is a wake up America moment. You cannot, we are chemical beings, Sarah. Sex is intrinsic, it's inside you. When you mess with the chemistry, brain chemistry changes. It's not reversible. The body has to go through a natural cycle as God intended, person to person. Listen to their video, they say, if you don't feel that your body matches up with how you feel inside, then change your body, change your chemistry, change your sex, cut off your breast, cut off your genitals. All based on what? Feeling. 
Feeling. Love is a feeling now. If you don't make me feel good, you don't love me. So it's, but what does feelings do? Feelings change, Jorge. So next week your feelings are different, but now your breasts are gone. Oh, oops, sorry. Sorry, but you felt that way and you made an eternal life decision based on a feeling. That's insanity. In fact, the feeling you had of being less than, that you've got to change your body, you needed mental help for. And the puberty blocker is what we call a compounded effect. It actually worsens the condition because now you throw a girl's chemistry in her body in a tailspin same with a guy, or you know, and now the thyroid's not working the way it should, your insulin levels, all your hormones, are, and so it is by design to create a dysfunctional society. They know, these doctors know very well what's going to happen when they take a child who's already confused and have weird feelings, and now you throw in this super cocktail called puberty blocker on top of it. They know what's gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, that, that was tough to watch. It's just, it's so evil and, you would have to imagine that the doctors that are speaking out against this are not going to get hired. Mm -hmm. They're going to get censored. Mm -hmm. the, this, the story is horrible because she had the disorder and she went to her doctor and her doctor convinced her to get the sex change. They literally cut off her breast. They gave her the testosterone pills. I mean, look, look what she just said. She's, she said she doesn't even know she could even have kids. She wants to have kids. She doesn't know now. And the worst part is now to the opposite sex, she's no longer attracted. I mean, it's so messed up. And this is, I mean, just to be able to convince people there's a story that's uh, pretty, it's going around with the Hispanic community. It's uh, I'm glad the Heritage Foundation covered it, but there was a Salvadoran mother in Florida and you know, her daughter went to public school. The public school, you know, the, the daughter was confused. She was going through puberty. I mean, it's, it's normal. Yeah. For it's a confusing time. And the school convinced her to take puberty blockers behind her mom's back. And that just threw her, her whole mental state, yeah. messed up and she ended up committing suicide. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly what's happening where these kids go to public school and these teachers behind parents back are saying, no, no, it's okay. You continue, you don't have to tell your, your mom and dad. I mean, that, I, I, don't, I don't know how that doesn't shake you to the core listen to her say, no one loves me. I mean, this is on. where I want America to call it what it is, Sarah. It's child abuse. Yes, yes. It's institutional child abuse. Yes. And until America says enough is enough, you are child rapists, you're child abusers, you're Satanists, you're whatever. You know, this is call it what it is and make them get on the defensive versus saying, oh, don't offend them. Let's, let's placate to their feelings. I mean, what would be the reaction if you played that video for that crowd in, in South Africa? I mean, they... They wouldn't even believe what's going on in America, what we're doing, like this, stuff like this. No. They, yeah. they, they couldn't phantom it. I There's mean, no other nation, not even the French, not even, yeah, are doing this. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's really, really sad to see, but uh, that is the reality of gender-affirming care in America. Uh, we gotta take another quick break. First, we wanna thank our sponsor, My Patriot Supply. So um, things are getting pretty bad here, and I feel like even when you have, even the President of the United States being like, oh yeah, yeah, there are going to be food shortages, so uh, just go ahead and expect those. You need to be ready, okay? They're not even hiding it from you. you got to go to preparewithnews.com. You can get a special 20% discount on a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. They're going to give you breakfast, lunch, and dinner, uh, drinks and snacks, and you will have over 2,000 calories a day for proper energy. Um, here's the thing, guys. You might call us preppers. You'll be like, oh, haha, I'm not a prepper. I, you guys are crazy. Um, but you're not coming to my house whenever catastrophe hits because I'm prepared. And uh, the thing is, is you don't want to wait until it's too late. So everyone should have some sort of emergency food supply. Every single person. Okay, it's gonna ship fast and free in unmarked boxes for your privacy so that when the zombie apocalypse happens, your neighbor isn't coming over to your house and being like, oh, 
I noticed that you uh, got some emergency food ordered and I was just wondering if I could share. No, because I prepared and you didn't. You can go to preparewithnews.com. Take 20% off over at preparewithnews.com. Last week, we, of course, covered the leaks from the Nord Stream pipeline and whether or not America could have been responsible. Well, over the weekend, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said the destruction of Nord Stream provides a tremendous opportunity for energy independence. Watch. Ultimately, um, this is also a tremendous opportunity. It's a tremendous opportunity to once and for all remove the dependence on Russian energy and thus to take away from uh, Vladimir Putin the weaponization of energy as a means of advancing mm-hmm. uh, his uh, imperial designs. Uh, that's very significant, and, and that oh. offers tremendous um, strategic opportunity for, uh, <laughs> for the years to come. But meanwhile, we're determined to do everything we possibly can uh, to make sure that the consequences of all of this are not borne by citizens in our countries or, for that matter, around the world. Ah. That's a lie. Okay, so so our strategy then is to just drain our strategic oil reserve and sit back and wait, like. And you, and for the rest what? of you uh, Europeans, it's freeze to death. We don't care. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity. Yeah. I don't buy anything that Blinken said. The great opportunity happened the day Putin went in to the Ukraine. We could have absolutely cut Europe off of. Russia, we could have been the sole energy provider to Europe, including our own country, which we can't do. We got blackouts and brownouts now in California. Can't charge your Tesla, sorry, because, oh, that's right, the energy comes from, oops, fossil fuels. Mm. Yeah, yeah, our friend uh, Grant Stinchfield was talking, he posted an Instagram story that he was with, uh, he was following a friend who had an electric car, and they drove around for like an hour trying to find a charger oh, so, that they could, so that they could charge the car. So we're burning more gas to follow the <laughs> dumb and dumber around. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I want to add, too, as we're talking about Russia, uh, Putin yesterday de- deployed the world's biggest submarine to the Arctic Circle and mobilized a convoy of military vehicles responsible for the transport of Moscow's nuclear arsenal. This, uh, of course, follows the Russian annexation of four Ukraine provinces. And following the annexation last week, Ukrainian President Zelensky filed an expedited application to join NATO. You guessed it. Uh, And if NATO approves Zelensky's request, Putin's attacks could trigger Article 5, which states that an attack on one member of NATO is an attack on all of its members. Yippee. I can't wait. Mm -hmm. Sounds the World War Three is going to be lit. They call this submarine Belgorod. And, you know, in sport, we talk about who's got the momentum and then just shift the momentum. And we do not have momentum as America. We don't. Mm-hmm. You remember when China came to Alaska mm-hmm. and Biden wouldn't show up and they said, excuse me, uh, America, you no longer negotiate mm-hmm. from a position of strength, right? Yeah. Putin pulls all the moves. China, which bankrolling Putin with a gas deal they signed, 30-year gas deal, they have all the momentum. And it is very frustrating as an immigrant to this nation, knowing what we have in the men and women and armed forces and the actual equipment we have. Now, easily we can just take momentum back, but we don't. We're soft and, and he's moving. But when you blink, you're going to see submarines in the Gulf mm. with the CCP on the side of them if you don't, if you don't pay attention real quickly. 
Yeah, I think for Americans to think that we're not in war already is, uh, I mean, it's just, it's not true. I mean, we're literally funding this guy. I think Ukraine, the average that they're getting from America now is uh, $12 billion, uh per month for us. So we're just fueling this proxy. I mean, what do we uh, expect Putin to do when, we, when NATO comes to, to his doorstep? I mean, he's going to react. Um, and the, the elites don't care. I mean, they'll, they'll take us all the way through. You can even hear it in Blink. It's like, oh, well, this won't come at the expense of the people. I mean, it's it's been on us, the working class in America, then also the folks in, in um, Europe have been uh, impacted. So I'm not I'm not buying it. And man, I, it's it's I'm really wondering where we're going to head these next next three months. You go on Twitter right now. Liberals are cheering this on. I mean, mm-hmm. pro war liberals. I mean, you would never imagine it 20 years ago. Watch, Seriously, I'm just that gonna, is and, uh, wild. Yeah, it is wild. And people don't want to say this, but watch Taiwan. Watch. Yep. Watch China. Mm-hmm. Watch what China is doing. It is a. It, it is the art of war. They are positioning the, the amount of ports they've taken. Mm-hmm. Heck, they own at Los Angeles port. I mean, they are positioning globally with Putin in cahoots, and they're so bold now. We're just going to float a submarine and going to go shoot tests. Just the most dangerous submarine. By the way, that submarine has a has a nuclear bomb that creates a 160 foot tsunami. You know, it, just an ocean wave. It's not even a bomb on the outside. They're just floods. Just floods an area. So they're, they're moving, and we're sitting here transgenderizing our military. <laughs> so yeah. true. It's so, oh, let's make our it's, soldiers soft. You know, no one respects us anymore. Let's like, not call no. it SEAL Team 6. Let's call it SEAL Team Pansy. <laughs> Let, let's move forward. But Putin's moving subs. But we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're going to send in a bunch of uh, agents with purple hair and non-binaries that take on the, <laughs> take on the bad guys of the world. It's so funny, too, because, you know, when Trump was president and they kept saying, like, oh, nobody's going to take us seriously anymore with this guy. Nobody, the world is laughing at us. And it's like, well, I don't Took recall, I don't recall uh, Putin deciding to, you know, no. do what he did in Ukraine mm-hmm. when Donald Trump was president. You know why? Because he was kind of a, a everyone was like, mm, we don't know what he's going to do. Yep. Right? Like, right. you didn't know. Um, and so that was a big factor of it. Certainly China wasn't, uh, wasn't posturing the way that they were when Donald Trump was president. Gee, I wonder why that is. So it's just interesting because as much as they like to say, oh my gosh, Donald Trump's going to get us involved in another world war. Donald Trump's going to, everyone's going to be laughing at us. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, you know, you are, as as you guys are pointing out, you're uh, transgendering the military in the United States. You have a leader who can't even complete a coherent sentence. You have a vice president who just laughs at everything, weirdly. And you have a press secretary who can't defend any of their actions. It's like, no, I guess you guys were just uh, psychics. And you were just thinking about the future of what life would be like under Joe Biden, because that's exactly what we're living through now. Uh, All right. We got to take another quick break. We'll be right back. Planned Parenthood is not only completely destroying uh, young teens' lives. Well, they're doing that through several different methods, I should say, because they're not only destroying young teens' lives by, um, you know, doing things like trying to create gender-affirming care uh, to give them irreversible harm. They are also offering chemical and surgical abortions out of an RV along the Illinois-Missouri border in its first mobile clinic. Yay! The RV will operate on the Illinois side of the state border where abortion is legal up until the point of viability, which is generally determined to be around six months 
Missouri only allows abortions in medical emergencies, and they will have in their RV, in their abortion RV, a small waiting area, restroom, laboratory, and two exam rooms. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, now Planned Parenthood has graduated to what we can call hell on wheels. <laughs> they are no That's hell so on wheels. That's now true. they're going to kill mobile killing unit. And if something goes wrong, you will be stuck in a mobile RV yep. with whatever <laughs> supplies they have in that mobile RV. Good and luck. that is what you will have. And how sanitary is yeah. that? Exactly. You know, understanding that the toilet, the black water, you're just going to go create an abortion on a mobile toilet that's floating around. No, nothing, nothing bad here. All, all kosher over here. And I'm, you know, I'm from California, so we're turning into the uh, abortion sanctuary state, yeah. <laughs> transgender state, um, Newsom. I actually wouldn't even be surprised if, like, Gavin Newsom starts deploying, like, some of these from the state of California. I mean, it's getting, it's getting pretty, pretty ridiculous. But uh, when I first read this headline, it sounded some, something out of, like, the Babylon Bee, but nope. But, you know, it's, it's real, it's true, and uh, we'll see how, much, how many of these, these deploy. But it's pretty sad, man, because it's going to be, you know, young women with no resources um, feeling like this is the, the only option. There has to be a better way for them. Yeah, um, you know, it's interesting because a few days ago I read that Planned Parenthood uh, was was very mad, very upset with this new Marilyn Monroe movie. They said that uh, it portrays two of Marilyn Monroe's abortions in a negative light. And uh, so the movie has a scene where she's speaking with her unborn baby and she says, uh, the baby says, you won't hurt me this time, will you? Not what you did last time. And uh, Monroe responds, I didn't mean to. And the baby says, yes, you meant to. It was your decision. And so apparently in the movie, it is uh, she's sort of, uh, coerced into uh, getting these abortions and later regrets it. You know, I wonder why Planned Parenthood is mad about this particular, uh, you know, movie. I wonder why they're mad. Perhaps it's because if young women learn the actual truth about the regret and the trauma mm -hmm. that they deal with after they have killed their own baby that haunts them for a very, very long time, perhaps Planned Parenthood's bottom line will be affected. And Planned Parenthood doesn't want their bottom line to be affected. So they are very mad that this movie about Marilyn Monroe actually tells the truth, the untold truth, that uh, they don't want you to think. They want you to think that, no, celebrate your abortion. Shout your abortion. You can have 20 of them. You can have a million of them. You know what makes you really empowered as a woman is to kill your own child. Yeah, it turns out that that's not true. It turns out that that's not true. And how dare this movie come out and actually give the truth of uh, what actually happens to women once they go through that experience. It's not that happy. It isn't. And I hope that uh, I hope that the, this younger generation, I think, I want to believe that this n younger generation is actually going to reverse the tide and the pendulum is going to swing back. Um, and they're not going to be fooled into thinking that this is something that they should be happy about and celebrate and uh, can live with for the rest of their lives. Because oftentimes it doesn't happen that way. Yeah, and again here, Blonde, the movie, what it's doing is it's showing you that emotions run through a cycle, right? And mm -hmm. it's, a day's going to come where the remorse is going to set mm -hmm. in. And you're going to think, but they don't want you to believe that. They want you to believe that your feelings, just like earlier with the, with the gender-affirming care nonsense or the puberty blockers, that however you feel now is your reality. Mm -hmm. and, and they tell you it'll be like that forever, but it's a lie because it's gonna change 15 seconds from now. Mm -hmm. You're gonna feel different. But once you've done something substantial like, not just eating a bucket of ice cream, 
but cut your breasts off or killed your own offspring, that you don't get a do-over. Yeah. There's no do-over. You're now going to deal with that indefinitely. And we know so many women in the anti-trafficking movement where we are that have had four and coerced abortions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, the trauma is almost indefinite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even if they've had other children, right? That child does call at them from the dead, like the movie depicts. I mean, those voices haunt them. So, uh, I'm, and I'm sure there's many viewers that can can write in about this, but uh, it's it's sick. Yeah, it's funny, Jorge, because uh, the Planned Parenthood spokesperson who spoke out against this movie uh, was trying to make the point that um, they were using medically inaccurate descriptions of, you know, uh, pregnancy and fetuses. And, you know, everything about pregnancy should be authentically and, and portrayed accurately in the media. And it's like, Oh, like you guys have been doing that yeah. with all of your rhetoric? Really? Right. Like yeah. you guys have tried to, you know, you haven't tried to obfuscate the fact that this is a, a baby that's in the womb, that you guys haven't, oh, okay, now all of a sudden we want everything to be portrayed uh, authentically and accurately. Yeah, they wanted to show her killing her baby then being like, hey, I'm a girl boss and I could be a slave right. to the corporations right. now. They don't want to talk about the trauma and, um, you know, I have a, I have a childhood friend, um, she, you know, she got an abortion around 15, 16 and it's real. Like people regret that and and it's a huge impact to their mental health years later mm-hmm. um hip-hop artist Nicki minaj for people who don't know she she actually has a song where she talks about regretting her abortion and her having to almost talking to her child through her dreams and it's i think people wow. people should, should check it out but it's real trauma i'm actually a huge credit to the movie for actually showing it can you believe that in 2022 yeah. they actually did this which is uh pretty remarkable so i'm glad they did it people need to see the reality we need to have these these tough conversations mm-hmm. especially when it's like it's a, supposed to be a biopic right so it's like well if if she really did do mm-hmm. that and she really did regret it, uh, like we should probably tell her story accurately. If you want to be accurate, Planned Parenthood, because you guys seem That's to right. be concerned with accuracy, except when it uh, might hurt your bottom line there. Oh, wait, I forgot. Planned Parenthood just does the women's checkups. That's right. It's, all it's, just, it's, just, it's yeah. just women's, yeah. women's health care, routine it's, women's health care. It's healthcare. routine it's checkups. Yeah. So it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's, you know, women's rights. Now the conversation is killing your baby, then go work for Amazon in a factory for the rest of your life. And that, that's true happiness. So it's, I mean, it doesn't empower women at all. So it's right. the complete opposite. So no, horror, great credit to the Everything they're movie. doing is actually designed to break the women mm-hmm. because that's how you break this nation. Yeah. It, they're the ones attacking women every single day. It's the greatest lie and deceit maybe uh, of our history as a nation. Yeah, all right, we gotta take a break, we'll be back. Well, uh, you talked about transing the military earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, Virgin Atlantic is also doing their fair share of transing. They've adopted a new gender-affirming uniform policy that we've discussed uh, previously. And here's their new ad campaign to get the word out. Watch. So those of you who are listening, just consider yourself lucky. Just that's, I mean, that's all I have to say. It's just men dressed up like women. gender ambiguous people in dresses. Well, but they're dancing and they're having a good time, so it's totally fine. Yeah, no, that's a dude. That's also, I, this is, here's the thing. Um, I know we only have like a minute. Uh, By the way, they're having, they have pronoun badges for both employees and passengers, so congratulations. I just don't like why, why do you need an ad campaign? To, I mean, even if you want this to be your policy, like why do we need, why did you spend money 
to film that and put it out to people. They're that insecure, they need some love. Here's what I wanna say, great, good on you. Only fl fly trans people. That's it. <laughs> and, let's see if you can and let's see if you can stay in business. Only fly trans people. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who's like deciding between their flights, like, oh, I'm trying to get to Miami. Oh, wait. Let me take, take Virgin Airlines because of the, the uniform policy. There it is. Yeah. Um, or like, oh, yeah. they'll give me a pronoun badge on, I like, on board. I like that. So. I like that. It's like, hey, go, go yeah. full court, only, only trans. Yeah. Fly. Yeah. See if you can stay in business. I, I don't think that that's going to happen, but it would be fun to watch. Uh, all right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Yaku Bullions, a host of The Bottom Line, Jorge Ventura from The Daily Caller. Make sure you are following both of them, and we will see you tomorrow. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.